0: Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening.
1: ES Audio.
2: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader.
1: We are facing a financial cataclysm this winter, a really bleak. Winter is coming.
0: It's an unbearable burden of unpayable bills uh, for people who will suffer, I think, unspeakable suffering that we haven't seen before in the recent years.
2: The warnings are coming in thick and fast for the government. Do something to help tackle the energy crisis now. The Chancellor is to hold crisis talks with gas and electricity bosses. It comes as the energy price cap was forecast to hit more than £3,500 in October and £4,200 in January. To rub salt into the wound even further, the predictions follow bumper financial results announced for Shell, BP and British gas owner Centrica. It's left many households worried, angry and running out of patience. So much so that some are taking matters into their own hands. A growing campaign, Don't Pay UK, is aiming to get 1 million people to pledge not to pay their energy bills once the price goes up in October. Their argument is that if enough people do this, it will force energy companies to look at ways to ease financial pressures. At the time of recording this podcast, over 97,000 people have already promised to cancel their direct debits, and the number is rising. But what exactly happens if you don't pay your energy bills? Sarah Williams is a debt advisor who runs the debt advice blog, debtcamel.co.uk.
1: We're looking at huge increases in what's called the price cap, which is the maximum amount suppliers are allowed to charge people who are on a variable rate contract. 24 million households in Britain are on the price cap at the moment, so this is by far the most common amount that people are paying. The government's offered some help, it's offered what looked like quite a lot of help back in May, but when it offered that help, It was expected that the October average household bill on the price cap would be £2,800. It's not yet been fixed, but it will be in the next couple of weeks. But We're very close to it. We know most of the data that's going in for it. And it's now expected that the October average bill will be £3,580 and that that will be going up further in January next year to £4,200. So at that point, the average household on the price cap who's paying by direct debit, will be paying more than £350 a month for the whole year. And that's more than triple what it was in January this year. So these are astronomical figures.
2: There's a growing campaign called Don't Pay UK, which is trying to get 1 million people to pledge not to pay their energy bills when the price cap goes up in October. What do you think of this idea?
1: Okay, so I've got two sets of thoughts, and they're both really important. The first one is that the campaign wasn't originally completely open to supporters about what might happen if they don't pay. And I think that if you want to sign up to this or you don't think you've got any option but to cancel your direct debit, you should be aware of what may happen. You may have no alternative, but you need to know what may happen. and. That basically comes down to three things first of all direct debit is the cheapest way to pay for energy in the country and you will at the moment if you're paying by direct debit be getting a discount on your bill because you are paying so if you stop paying direct debit by direct debit and switch to paying. Um, whatever your monthly bill is, so you aren't actually getting into arrears or anything, you will find that that is actually more expensive than paying the direct debit will be. Uh, Martin Lewis has sort of averaged this across all the suppliers and reckons, on average, and um, it will be about 6% uh, more expensive to not pay by direct debit. That's the first point. The second point is that if you're getting into arrears because you can't pay everything that the company says you should on these higher prices, then it is likely that your credit record will be affected. Most energy companies report to um, at least one of the credit reference agencies. And therefore, when you get behind, not perhaps the first few weeks, but when you get behind, you will find you're being recorded as a missed payment on your credit record as though you had missed a payment to a credit card. So that will harm your credit score. And if you're looking at coming up to getting a new fix on your mortgage rates, say, you may be very concerned um, not to harm your credit score at this particular time. The third impact of not paying is that you are going to get into arrears. And the more you get into arrears, the more you're supplier will want you to make an arrangement to pay those arrears and if you can't make an arrangement to pay the arrears because you can't even keep up with your new bills coming through let alone pay money to the arrears then they will look at trying to switch you to a prepayment meter it's possible ultimately that you could be disconnected but disconnections are very very rare in this country, it is massively more likely that you will be switched to a prepayment meter instead. Prepayment meters are more expensive and it's not possible to just not pay on a prepayment meter um, unless you effectively self-disconnect and don't use any gas or electric. So a lot of people would prefer to avoid that.
2: There will be those who it isn't a choice for, though, and they simply won't be able to afford to pay their bills. What's your advice to them?
1: There are going to be millions of people in this country come October and even more come January who simply can't pay what the direct debit is being asked of them. Not many people in this country have got enough savings to be able to pay these huge increases. But if you simply can't pay, then it doesn't really matter what happens to your credit rating. You you don't have an option. And at that point, I would suggest that if you have to cancel your direct debit, first of all, tell your supplier what you're doing. Don't just do an ostrich act and go quiet. And secondly, try to pay as much as you can by setting up a standing order or or making a monthly payment. So if your supplier says your direct debit goes up, say, £280, and you can't possibly pay that, but you could pay £180, which is what it was before, you could If you carry on paying that £180 a month, you're going to get into arrears much more slowly and your supplier is going to be much less worried and will be slower, I would hope, to take action against you if you talk to them and you pay what you can.
2: What help is available for anyone who might be listening and is worried about this?
1: So you can talk to your supplier for help. Most of the help they can offer is towards helping you pay the arrears rather than your new bills. I don't think any suppliers are going to say, well, you can pay at a lower price. But if you've already got arrears and there was news out this morning that uh, a quarter of the households in the country already have arrears on their energy bills, which is very bad news in August, because in August, we're all hoping that we would have built up some credit during the warm summer months. So when we go into the winter and the bills go up anyway. We've got a bit of credit built up. But a quarter of households are already in arrears with an average debt of £206. If you've got debt arrears already, or if you've got other debts as well that you're worried about, talk to a debt advisor. Debt advisors can help sort out offers to your debts, repayment offers to your debts. They can also look at whether you've got all the income you could be getting. There are a lot of pensioners in this country who aren't claiming pension credit, and that could be a huge help to them. Uh, there are people who aren't getting help with their council tax because they don't think they're eligible, but actually they are. And there are other benefits, and there may be local help available that could help.
2: Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from debt advisor Sarah Williams. While she's here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Welcome back. What would you like to see done to help improve the situation across the country?
1: I think the government has to step in. For many people, this is a much bigger problem than the pandemic was financially. I think there's a lot of different levers that the government can pull. Some of them it can do quickly. So it it is very simple for it to say, remove the AT from energy bills. It, It can do that at a few days' notice. Literally, it's only 5%. But every little helps when you're getting bits coming off the bill at the moment. gem, I think, needs to change the way the standing charge is calculated so that a lot of the costs which are currently lumped into the electricity standing charge are taken out of there and are put into the general unit charging, so people that use more pay more. Because at the moment we're seeing single people and um, single pensioners Paying a huge amount of their money is just going towards the standing charge before they're actually switched the heating on or had a hot shower at all. And that can't be right. The current standing charge system has to be made fairer. And longer term, the government needs to be looking at introducing what's called a social tariff, which will provide cheaper energy for people who are on a low income or have a very high energy usage because of disabilities in their household. So there's a whole range of things that needs to be done. We need some urgent help this winter, but these prices, the very high prices, they're now expected to carry on all the way through 2023. The government doesn't want to be continually coming up with emergency large amounts of help. So we need some more emergency help to get us through this winter, that the government needs to be looking at introducing for April, I would say, a social tariff to help the worst hit people in the country.
2: And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.